On the Media Savvy podcast, Liz Truss, the UK Prime Minister, giving what some have described as the worst press conference ever. On the podcast today, we'll discuss what made the press conference so bad and what you as a spokesperson can learn from it. Clearly, the UK Prime Minister has been under intense pressure after lowering taxes and then raising them again and announcing an increase in spending only to then have her new chancellor have to cut them back. But it was the press conference last Friday at which she sacked her previous chancellor and appointed a new one that's really gotten people's attention. It was only eight minutes in duration, but apparently she made quite a number of errors. So let's look at those so that all spokespeople can learn from them. The first thing is that Liz Truss is a master in sticking to her message. Listening to both the speech as well as the Q&A, you'd be hard-pressed to find a difference. It was almost as though the questions didn't matter at all. Here's just a sampling, starting with the word growth. It came up during her press conference speech again and again. Good afternoon. My conviction that this country needs to go for growth is rooted in my personal experience. I know what it's like to grow up somewhere that isn't feeling the benefits of growth. That's why, from day one, I've been ambitious for growth. I want to deliver a low-tax, high-wage, high-growth economy. And we will deliver the strong and sustained growth that can transform the prosperity of our country for generations to come. And he shares my vision to set this country on the path to growth. So once again, that was the word growth as it appeared during the press conference speech. During the Q&A, you might have expected her to answer a few questions, but in actual fact, the word growth just kept coming up in the same way. I'm absolutely determined to see through what I have promised, to deliver a higher growth, more prosperous United Kingdom. We do need to raise our country's economic growth levels. Jeremy Hunt as Chancellor is somebody who shares my desire for a high-growth, low-tax economy. Well, I am determined to deliver on what I set out when I campaigned to be party leader. We need to have a high-growth economy, but we have to recognise, but also making sure that our country is on the long-term footing for sustainable economic growth. So very difficult to differentiate between her speech and the Q&A. The same happened for the word stability. Here it is in the press conference. People across this country rightly want stability. I have acted decisively today because my priority is ensuring our country's economic stability. And here is the word stability during the Q&A. But it was right in the face of the issues that we had, that I acted decisively to ensure that we have economic stability. Well, my priority is making sure we deliver the economic stability. We also need to make sure that we have economic stability. What I have done today is made sure that we have economic stability. And it was right in the national interest that I made the decisions I've made today 
to restore that economic stability. Beyond growth and stability, the word mission also came up both in the speech and the Q&A, indiscernible as to which one was which. Here it is in the press conference. That mission remains. So the way we are delivering our mission right now has to change. And he will drive our mission to go for growth, including taking forward the supply-side reforms. And during the Q&A... The mission remains the same. But we recognise because of current market issues, we have to deliver the mission in a different way. Finally, Prime Minister Truss also reminded voters what she's doing for them in the short term. Here is the word energy, first during her speech. That's why we acted to support businesses and households with their energy costs this winter. He will see through the support we are providing to help families and businesses, including our energy price guarantee that's protecting people from higher energy bills this winter. And during the Q&A. We've already delivered the energy price guarantee, making sure people aren't facing huge bills. We're committed to delivering on the energy price guarantee. First of all, helping people through this winter and next winter with their energy bills. The bottom line of this repetition of the messages was that, yes, she got the message across and it hammered home and then it appeared in all the papers. But at the same time, it didn't win her any points for credibility. Bridging away from the questions at hand without any recognition of the questions at all created a credibility gap which all the journalists commenting on the press conference saw through. Here's Andrew Sparrow in The Guardian. The lack of contrition matters because if Truss is going to survive, she's going to need to secure the goodwill of Tory MPs. With this sort of responsibility dodging and blame avoidance, she won't get it. She failed to explain why. If the Chancellor had to go, she should not quit too. Andrew Sparrow's column in The Guardian was incidentally titled, Was That It? Eight-Minute Liz Truss Press Conference Will Not Steady the Ship. And that brings us to the second problem of Liz Truss's press conference. Not only didn't we hear any contrition, but we also didn't hear very much from her at all. Eight minutes? That's half going down on the actual speech and the remaining four minutes on only four questions. The key to note is that if you're a spokesperson and you're as much under pressure as Liz Truss is, you need to front up. Clearly, that's going to be uncomfortable. But cutting short the press conference, no matter after how many minutes, is going to look like you are on the run. And even though Liz Truss seemingly chose journalists first, those who were uh, perhaps more positively predisposed to her, writing for publications which did have more of a Tory bent, well, that didn't help at all in the end. She still copped a lot of flack. And that's why you as a spokesperson need to front up and demonstrate the fact that you are there to answer every last question, uncomfortable as it might be. The choreography behind Liz Truss's speech, as well as the way that she answered the questions and indeed the fact that she ended up having to cut the press conference short. All of that choreography was actually in stark contrast to the way that she chose the next journalist to ask questions. It was conspicuous that the way that she was umming and ahhing when choosing the next journalist 
sounded much more like a girl in a candy shop choosing the next flavor of jelly beans than the Prime Minister seemingly randomly selecting journalists. I'll now take questions. Um, can I start with Ben Riley Smith, Telegraph? Uh, Harry Cole. Um, Chris Mason, BBC. Uh, Robert Peston. Ultimately, all spokespeople need to be aware that as a leader of the organization, you're going to have to face the pressure cooker at some point. In the words of Stephen Stern from the University of London, leaders are watched, they are scrutinized. If you don't like the idea of being held accountable and having to answer for your actions, then a leadership role is probably not for you. That's all for the Media Savvy podcast today. Drop your comments in the comment section nearby this podcast or drop me a line. Thank you very much, everybody.